Let's talk Colts training camp updates. I keep up to date with them every day. You were actually there the other day. How was it like out at Grand Park? Yes. So for one, as a Colts fan, it was. It's just so fun to be that close to players actually playing football. Like, how long were you there? Basically, for? like a high school field. So it's like, uh, it's open from eight to twelve, but the practice doesn't really start till ten. So I got there at like nine thirty, and then the practice was from ten to eleven forty-five. Which is really not that long, but yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, they looked uh, obviously the offense looked a little uh, off rhythm. Uh, it's two new quarterbacks, and whenever you hear the analysis say like this quarterback got the starting role or this, really what they're saying is is they were playing with the starting line because I saw the receiving core in and out so differently. Like we had the rookie uh, number seventeen. Uh, Straken, he was in with the starters. Uh, we had Hines. Hines obviously with the starters, but I saw Hines was second team. Like basically, when they when you see those updates of them saying like uh, Ellinger is playing with the starters, I really just kind of blow it off because it's like everyone's playing with everybody at yeah. that point. Like so, that was one thing I took from it. Um, the real highlights that I saw that like just from being there that you would notice was really like uh, Ellinger and Jacob Beeson looks they both look good i don't know it's gonna be a hard decision who to pick um, which Martin is good like you want that you want that competition easton is the pocket guy i believe ellinger's could be outside the pocket that's just oh, two, yeah two different could have told you that before the training camp even started oh yeah definitely another thing that surprised me was um uh, Mar- i mean never really surprised me. marlon mack like he's actually like he's marlon mack is back like Ooh, i he like was that. out there running bro like his speed's back and his shifting and oh, his he was change of direction kick returns Ooh, okay they had they had um i looked over there and marlon mack was catching kick returns i was like what the heck it's actually wild and, uh, yeah and then hines we never saw him with the when they went to individual like running back and wide receivers and stuff hines was with the receiving core the entire time so might show his role he didn't do one carry i don't believe yeah, and you got to think. I mean, obviously we didn't have Mac last year. Uh, him and was it Williams was big behind Jonathan but Taylor. Wilkins. Wilkins. Yeah, yeah Wilkins Jordan Wilkins got a lot of carries actually. Yeah, um, but uh, then now, I mean, we've actually discussed it on previous episodes. We know that Hines is going to be more of a receiving back, and it's actually crazy yeah. that at training camp he's working with the receivers more than taking snaps behind the quarterback. How Jonathan Taylor looked yesterday? Uh, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I know he's a good running back. It just he didn't show nothing special at training camp. Like, he honestly looked smaller than I thought, which is something that I was really surprised by. Yeah, that was just the height wise that I was looking at, I guess, because like compared to some of those other bigger guys, like the linemen and stuff, he looks small. But obviously, got some big like quads on him and stuff. Yeah. Overall, a uh, good day at Grand Park. Yeah, defense is insane. Uh, energy's crazy. I think there's a lot of players that the Colts have that no one really knows about. That's really good. Uh, number one, if you've seen our Instagram or TikTok or whatever, Straken, uh, he actually like he looks like a actual pro wide receiver out there. Like he I heard, look he's like getting his... like big like red zone opportunities too. Like that's where he's shining a lot is yeah, the red dude, zones. He's, he's out there, and I didn't personally. They never even made it to the end zone when I was there. Like just being honest. Yeah. But uh, Straken was out there a lot with like the starters. Like that's one thing I looked at. Uh, Patman got a lot of reps. I think Straken was get, Straken was getting more reps than anybody like other than like Pascal, Hilton, um, Campbell had a lot of catches. A lot of the catches Campbell got, I noticed, was 
like almost like posts across the basically just doing crossing routes. Right. That was mostly Campbell and uh, Hilton's routes. Most of Hilton's routes were uh, short sitting routes, outside out routes. Never really saw him go deep too much, except for one actually. I think Eason overthrew him once deep, and then obviously the Patman throw that was real deep. For those of you watch or listening and don't know who Mike Straken is, one, you're going to know who he is if you guys watch Colts football this year. He was the seventh round, 229th pick in the draft. He's a 6'5", 226-pound receiver. And that's almost, like it's the only name I've heard really since the start of training camp is Mike Straken, Mike Straken, Mike Straken. The Colts literally just tweeted out like less than like before we started this, they said another Mike Straken highlight question mark, and then underneath it's another Mike Straken highlight. Like the dude is just popping off at training camp, and I really hope that he gets in with the starting offense stuff like that as the season goes on because we that's just more weapons for Carson. Yeah, he was. Um, if you want to talk about another player that's like really not known, now this is a little bit of a stretch, but like there was one guy that I saw making plays out there that, like, literally I had no idea who he was. It's Deion Jackson. You ever heard of him? No. He's a, apparently a running back we drafted from Duke. And I saw him get, like, two carries, I believe, which is – I think he's number 35. Because I remember, like, looking at 35, I'm like, who the hell is yeah. that? And the thing was, was both carries he had went the distance, like, would have been touchdowns. He ran – I don't know if the holes were big for him or what, but – he was running like just when you look at someone run you can know if they're good or not like just the way he looked I was like okay he looks like he's got talent so I wouldn't be surprised if we have a running back that comes out of nowhere like for example say one of our starting running backs get tweaked one week or something yeah and you see Deion Jackson get the you know come in at the end of the game or something and start making his plays so you're telling me an already deep running back room could have more that's crazy yeah that's that's what I'm saying Deion Jackson looked good like that was something that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about, and I think it's because analysis don't want to like look weird, just saying like, yeah, this nobody just got a carry and yeah, went the, yeah. Like, <laughs> so another yeah. update with the Colts. Uh, I believe last episode we talked about Carson Wentz getting injured, and then the day of the podcast going out was the day after, which was the day that Quentin Nelson got injured, and all of Colts Nation was just all right. Our season's over already. Carson Wentz hurt day two of training camp. But it came out today, and actually yesterday when you were there, Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson were there, obviously not practicing or anything, but already there, which is nuts to me. And it came out today that Colts quarterback Carson Wentz and guard Quentin Nelson are trending toward being available for Indianapolis' regular season opener, and that's against the Seattle Seahawks. That is massive. Now, that's nothing confirmed. That's that's... That's nothing like he's going to be ready week one, but like seeing reports that a week out of from what we were getting last week, it just makes you feel good. As a fan, yeah, they're out there with no, basically no wrap, no boot, no yeah. Nothing, which so. they're both off the same surgery, and they're no boot, and just is just crazy to me. But you just you, you got you got to trust the process for them, and I, like I said, it just makes you feel a little better than the five to twelve weeks that everyone was freaking out about. Because, I mean, some people are saying he's going to get back week six, week seven, week eight. I saw initially that Quentin Nelson's looked a little worse than his did, uh, like, return-wise. And now that we're getting reports that he's coming back, or they could come back week one, that's crazy. Another another thing that's, like, I noticed at the training camp that was uh, something that wasn't brought up very much was I don't know who it was because it wasn't Eric Fisher. Or Eric Fisher's not out there, right? Uh, no. Well, he's he's out there, but he's not, like, 
taking reps with the team. He's doing more individual yeah, stuff. Yeah, because I couldn't remember the name, but I, like, I knew it wasn't Eric Fisher. I just didn't look stupid saying it wasn't him. But yeah, um, whoever was out there replacing him, I don't know who it was. I just didn't really – I could never, like, notice the number. Literally jumped, like, four times. Like oh, That's not good. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, it literally happened. It was a – it never happened. Like, they had actual referees throwing flags out there, like, I'm guessing just to practice. Yeah. And – uh yeah he jumped four times like just crazy jumps like just up so the starting unit up front today on wednesday was julian davenport chris reed danny pinter and will fries and will holden um and apparently that davenport was a second straight practice working with the starter so it might have been julian davenport i don't know yeah Um, i think it might have been him because the guy he was like he looked the way he acted kind of looked like he was nude a little bit like because he'd like freak out if he messed up yeah 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 today they were down all five starting linemen at training camp today which today was a light practice i think it was only like an hour long it was indoors um nothing too crazy but just hope everybody on our offensive line can get good uh eric fisher i saw an article or i might have heard it on a podcast i think he's looking really good for week one return i know when we traded for him he was saying like maybe like probably first couple weeks but uh, apparently his progress is going really good at training camp and his rehab's going good. So we could see him week one, um, which is huge. I think as much protection as we can get up front as quick as possible this er- or this season is will be the best for us. For our run game and our pass game, obviously, to help uh, Carson Wentz not get injured again. Also, another thing that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about is Hilton was making a lot of catches out there. Like, they weren't. Well, obviously, no one's going to be per- crazy like that because we know Hilton. That's his job. Uh, that's the thing is like so you people are thinking like almost that he wasn't gonna play this year for the Colts I mean that wasn't like a huge thing but like that wouldn't have been insane if it happened yeah there was questions uh, and T.Y. Hilton I kind of expect to go out there and just like not really see him like have way too many targets or get that many reps at least because you know he's I mean I'm not saying that I think he's too old or anything like that it's just like you know you got Paris Campbell Pittman and all them I'm Pascal that, yeah yeah Strake yeah, in. all of a sudden <laughs> well I'm seeing Eason, they're targeting Hilton a lot, and they was looking good. Like, Hilton looked good out there. I'm not sure. A lot of his catches were kind of like, you know, the later-day Reggie Wayne catches, you know, kind of sitting in the midfield, catching, yeah, going yeah. down type of thing. But, like, it looked good. Well, that's good for Eason and Ellinger to know that you have that vet, reliable T.Y. Hilton there in training camp. You know, they're trying to get their foot in the door on the offense, trying to learn everything, and that's a pretty reliable receiver you can go to is T.Y. Hilton. So it's not surprising to me. But I see what you're saying. And I want to put this out there for basically anybody that thinks Brett Hundley. I don't want to, like, take too much heat for this, but oh, my God, dude. Brett Hundley is not good. <laughs> hey, he, he threw a touchdown today to Mike Strake, and that's about it. It's the only time I've heard his name in training camp was dude, today, his red zone touchdown. I'm not kidding you, dude. I, I don't know, dude. It was so bad. Like, what did I tell you? Them, if there's vet quarterbacks available, they're not good. Yeah, like they were doing this drill where you got to move your feet work and like the coach behind you hits the ball out of your hands with his pad yeah. so you don't drop it like you're in the pocket. Dropped it like three times. Oh, my like, God. The and then, and then he uh, was running routes like or throwing people running routes, and there was this out route that I remember I was just laughing because he couldn't hit it like literally like, a couple times in a row. He would do like an out route, and it would hit the receiver's like feet or bounce to him before he even got to him and i was like what how is that a starting quarterback like he's just scamming teams like yeah i guess if he's been sitting behind people like rogers and stuff you might know stuff that can help out maybe he just 
can't perform very well. Yeah, his skill's not there, but maybe he can help out in other ways. But I'm, we we're not going to need him. Carson Wentz is going to be back, and then Ellinger oh, yeah. and Eason are doing pretty good now. Every report I see, like they'll have like one. The offense will have a one really good day, and then the next day they'll have like a bad day, and then the next day they'll have a good day, and the next day they have a bad day, and that's to be expected because our defense is probably just eating them apart up front, especially with how many injuries we have up front on our offense. Yeah. Um, I just love to see the side of our defense. Every day I'm getting highlights of our defense getting interceptions or getting fumbles or they're just getting active. And um, I saw one today where Eason threw uh, kind of a, a, tr- a bad ball to Pittman, hit off Pittman's uh, hands and got intercepted. Uh, I forget. I think it was – I forget who intercepted it, but he took it all away and it was just like – it was like like you said before we started this, you could hear Darius Leonard screaming. I think it was Julian Blackman because he commented and he was like, that's actually me screaming, by the way. They, they just love to play out there. and I think we're going to get a lot of turnovers. We're going to be another top defense this year, in my opinion. Especially – oh, I didn't see Buckner out there yesterday. I don't know what's going on with him. Might have been a rest day. Yeah, probably. He wasn't – I don't think I even saw him on the field anywhere, but apparently after the practice we saw him, I don't know. Well, he's hard to miss. Yeah, they're probably I way bigger in person. Pack. Yeah, that dude's like leg. I'm his like leg was bigger than my torso. Yeah, this says the following players did not appear to be participating at Tuesday's practice, and at the end of the list is DeForest Buckner. So he wasn't out there Tuesday practicing. Do you think he'll go to another training camp, or is that all for this year? Because there's uh, only eight left, I think. After today, there's only eight left. Yeah, maybe next Tuesday. Actually, while we're here, let me look at that. So next Tuesday, I think. I'd be kind of cool if I go live on like tiebreak or something like that. Maybe that'd be sick. I mean, you took so many videos. You actually had a lot of good angles, and you got a lot of the big plays. I was just at the. 50- they said we went to the field one. They said that's where all the team stuff's gonna be after we sat there, and everybody tried to move there. And <laughs> a lot of people were sitting at the at like the goal line, and I don't know why. I was just sitting at the fifty. I was like, yeah. Um. Do you do you have to like how much is it to go there? Do you have to actually buy tickets, or is it just free to the public? Yeah. It's free. Yeah. Nice. The only thing you gotta pay is five dollars for parking. I was gonna say, and then they just—I wonder if they like a certain amount of people, or do they just keep the doors open the whole time. Uh, doors are open. I don't know. I heard that like when I went, there was barely anybody there because it was a Tuesday morning. Yeah. And my friend said he went back when Andrew Luck played, and he said like literally you couldn't even get a spot to sit. Like that's how that's how it, I wanted to be. <laughs> well, like it was like that whenever we got like everybody moved over to the field one, but we were already sitting there. Right. But like I don't know. Field one was just basically what do everything. Uh, yeah, next Tuesday is Frontline Worker Appreciation Day. Nice. Today was the Armed Forces Day, which have been pretty cool. Was there anything yesterday when you went or no? Uh, no. <laughs> Branching off a little bit from the Colts, as all you guys know by now, the Hall of Fame stuff was last Sunday, and Peyton Manning and Edrin James were inducted into the Hall of Fame. And uh, me and you, obviously, growing up, watching that, insane Colts offense like we were we were spoiled if you were a Colts fan and from like 2000 to whenever he left you were spoiled because all you knew was 12 and 4 13 and 3 going to the playoffs now we're in the situation where we're trying to look for that quarterback and we have been ever since Andrew Luck's been gone and this is something just so crazy to us because like I said we we had the hot just the perfect ride as fans forever with Peyton Manning and I'm glad to see him in the Hall of Fame yeah basically when I started watching the Colts it was like right when they won the Super Bowl because I was like five years old. Yeah, <laughs> I never realized Edron James was like this sounds stupid, but I never realized how good Edron James actually was. Well, yeah, either did really I, but he was 
little bit before our time. I don't know what his last year was, but we were the Joseph Adai era, pretty much. Yeah, Joseph Adai. Joseph Adai. I didn't even think Joseph Adai was that good, but somehow you look at his stats, you're like, wait, never mind. He had a net. I think his rookie season was the year we won the Super Bowl. Possibly, but, uh, remember yeah. Dominic Rhodes? Who else did we have running backs? Ah. Uh. Trent Richardson. Oh God, Donald Brown. He was. Donald cool. Brown was nasty. Though. I liked him a lot. Remember Boom Herring? I know the name. I couldn't tell you what he, what 36. number was or anything. He's the guy that had the uh, diving touchdown, like to win the game one time. With he was like upside down the pylon. Uh, you say was it, no, that was Brad. That was Bradshaw. Never mind. I'm stupid. Back to Anyways. Peyton. Share some of your what? What's your, what are some of your favorite memories growing up with Peyton? Favorite Manning or yeah, favorite memory of Manning. 100% is this one right here. So, you know, I'm told to go to bed with my grandpa. He's like, you know what? You got to go to bed. Patriots are just destroying the Colts. Randy Moss, I think, was in that game. <laughs> I could be completely wrong. Yeah. Caught a pass. I'm just literally crying going to bed. You know, I'm going to bed. I'm like, all right. And I just hear, like, boom, 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 boom through the place. My grandpa was like, my grandpa literally woke me up. He's like, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. So I get one, up. Wait, wait, wait. One, that's clutch that he woke you up. That's a good man. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. I was like, thank you, Pat Ball. Like, thank you for waking me up. And he was like, he goes, like, they're coming back. Like, I can't believe he was even watching it because I thought he turned it off. Whenever yeah. I went to bed because it was a school night, obviously. Anyways, next thing I know, Reggie Wayne's catching a pass for a touchdown with, like, 13 seconds left. Oh, wait, like, that's the one. That was that fourth and two game. That's the one you're talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, fourth and two game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was, like, I came in. Literally the second of the fourth and two getting snapped. Like, that was it. That's crazy. I was asleep at that one because that was a Sunday night football game. I can't really think of any. Other than the other remaining one I have is whenever we beat him. Oh, with luck? Got, yeah. With that, luck. Was, that was dope. That was awesome. I mean, we beat him in the playoffs, too. No one ever remembers the one where we went into Denver and beat him in Denver in the playoffs. I think it was what? a second round. Yeah. That, that happened? Yeah, that was the year that we lost to the Patriots in the championship that was to go to the championship, I'm pretty sure. 2014 playoffs, seasonal game. We went in there and beat him. Sweet. I didn't know that. Yep. I always remember uh, the Manning because it was so crazy to me because I didn't know, like, obviously I didn't follow sports back then how I do now, but when he would play Eli, it would be Manning versus Manning. I remember that one night. One day oh, or one yeah, night it was yeah. in New York in 2006. Obviously the championship comeback to go to the Super Bowl at home. Mm-hmm. Twenty-one to three halftime deficit, one by four. Got the interception. Vivid memory. Vivid memory of I think it was either week sixteen, week seventeen, playing the Raiders. You know what I'm about to say? When he ran. Yeah, he ran for the touchdown. Wait, I don't think he. Remember, I don't think he scored. Didn't he like go down or something? Oh, I, I don't think I don't think he scored that. I think Manning run versus Raiders, bro. I'm telling you, he he didn't run. I think he slid the one or some shit. Week 16, 2010. Oh, I wish I could show it. I'm going to watch the replay right now. 27-yard run. And again, to Manning, that's like a lifetime. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he got down to like the one-yard line. That's so funny. He could have scored. I wonder why even on week 16? I love how I remember that as week 16. Look at... I don't know why he slid. <laughs> he gets pissed off, too, when he gets up. He's like, Why no. did he slide? But yeah, that that's, that's awesome you remember that, too, because... As soon as I heard Raiders, I took a second. I was like, oh, Manning's run. <laughs> why, why did he slide? That's so dumb. And all the linemen are laughing at him. He came out, he might have got messed up by that lineman if he would have kept going. He's going kind of fast if you think he's about moving, it. He's moving, bro, as fast as he's moved in his life. 
Oh, let's count the 40-yard dash right here real quick. Oh, God. It's kind of at the 40. So, basically, at the angle he's running, it's 40 yards. So I was going to say, it was only a 27-yard run. angle he's running, is almost 47. Yeah. Because he's doing the bootleg kind of thing. So, he's at the 36 when he gets it. This is only going to happen on Tiebreaker Podcast. We're going to do 40-yard dashes with Manning. Of paid Manning. Uh, yeah, 37. he's at 37 right now at three seconds. So, he's going, 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 going. Boom. Hits the ground at eight seconds. So. About five? It's five. Or, it has to be five or less. So. Yeah. Listen, maybe Manny's got some legs on him. We just never saw it. Uh, technically, like, if you look at that, he definitely ran 40 yards with the angle he was at. Because it, it was from the 37 where he took off going straight and landed at the three. Yeah. So. So I have one. Do you remember? This isn't going to be a good one. Do you remember Wild Card? In San Diego, we were watching it at our house. Oh, the OT game. <laughs> that one hurt. Darren Sproles come out party. I don't even want to talk about Darren Sproles, bro. It's always someone like Darren Sproles or like Rex Burkhead or something like that, just shredding us. Dan, it was Woodhead from the Patriots that yep. shredded us. Yep. But yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever forget that because I just I was I just vividly remember watching it with you. For some reason, I was at my mom's. On a Sunday, or maybe it would probably, actually yeah. might have been a Saturday. It might have been a Saturday wild card game. Yeah, that's why I was that there. And, you remember the game? I don't remember what it was. I think it was like week one, maybe not. I don't know if it was week one. We were, I was at the, we lived at the apartment. Dallas Clark got a first, got a touchdown right off the bat. Like literally the first catch of the game was a touchdown. I can't remember what game that was. Um, I know that's happened, but the, that was against the Dolphins. And I don't know if I was watching it with. I don't even know if I was watching that. I know it's like an like an older play. But I know what you're talking about. First play of the game, Dallas Clark scored like 80-something yards against Miami. Yeah. I just saw that recently. That's how I know it. But shout-out Peyton Manning. Shout-out Edron James. Um, and what I liked most about Peyton Manning is he spoke, like, in his speech, he spoke a lot about the Colts, which rightfully so. I mean, we drafted him. He was with us for so long. He did win a Super Bowl also at Denver, but his roots were obviously going to be an Indy. Um, this makes you feel good as a Colts fan. So moving on to another good quarterback, potentially uh, maybe a Hall of Famer one day. <laughs> Josh Allen. Got Bills the bag. quarterback agrees to a six-year, $258 million extension with the Bills. I mean, he I mean, $258 million in the bag. Listen, can I say something? Is he worthy of that much? He's had one really good season, maybe, maybe two. He's got to prove it now. Oh, uh, he's 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 proven that he can get the contract, but I don't think he's proven two fifty eight. I think people are gonna call me insane for saying that probably like, but nah. saying that he hasn't proven two fifty eight, but like he hasn't. No. He receives hundred and fifty million dollars in total guarantees and a hundred million dollars fully guaranteed guaranteed upon his signing. Which are each the highest in NFL history. To Josh Allen? Yeah. I don't know. But I mean granted every every con track that comes out now is the highest in history they all just keep one-upping each other at this point that's how it's going to be forever didn't how long was Mahomes' contract like a lot years? it might have been 10 years i don't know i want to say it's 10 years he probably got 10 year 503 i don't know i think he's obviously nasty they, they, they're coming off a really good season they're a top three team in the league that safe top five pick but i might say top three but I don't think he's proven to be worth almost $300 million. All right, so I have a question. What does he have to do this year, Josh Allen, to 
prove that he's he's worth that much money. Think they got to get to the Super Bowl? For him, um, I don't. It depends. Okay, if you're facing Mahomes, no, you don't got to go to the Super Bowl. But if you're facing anybody other than Mahomes, you got to go to the Super Bowl. I like that. That's, That's pretty safe. Yep. I think if you if, don't go to the Super Bowl this year, you're regressing. And if they don't make the championship, it's worse than last year. Obviously, regress. He's not worth the money, in my opinion. If you yeah, get paid that much money, you have to progress every year. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because the Bills, they are a good team, but they're not a really big, like, you know, Diggs, you know, uh, Allen. I feel like their tight ends are, like, average. Yeah. I feel like they should I I don't know. I don't really know because Knox, I think his name is, is – Well, listen, I think they're going to be like the Colts. If you're, if you're a – I feel like they should have added a good tight end. To their team somehow, which wasn't it the the rumor was Ertz was good to go there. Yeah, I saw some of that. I think if you're the Bills, if you're a Bills fan, it's gonna be like Colts fans because not a lot of people know how good the Colts players are because no one talks about the Colt. Not a lot of people know how good the Colts players are deep in the roster, but we know we have a lot of dogs. I think the Bills are kind of like that as well. We might not be able to name all their playmakers, but they're definitely there. I mean, they went to the championship game and they're favorites again. So I think. Uh, He's got a big year coming up for Josh Allen. That's where we're going to end it. Uh, not We don't have a lot to say about Josh Allen. I think he's overpaid, but all he has to do now is just pre- prove myself and everyone else wrong, which he might. I mean, I, I, I could see it happening. All right, last topic. It's game week. Preseason, technically week two, I guess, but a lot of teams' first game. Um, let's go through the, uh, the list and just talk about some big games. And a lot of these big games are going to be because of rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, so the first game that we play on tomorrow, I believe, is going to be the Washington football team against the Patriots. Now, I guess you could say the big thing of this is Washington's back at quarterback is Heineke, and Patriots' back at quarterback, I believe, is going to be Mac Jones playing. Mac Jones' season starts tomorrow, baby. Yeah, Mac Jones, we'll see how it works out with him. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know much about it. I wonder... Uh... I don't know. They're, they might obviously start Cam Newton for a couple series, but I wonder how long Washington is going to play their uh, defensive front, see if Mac Jones can uh, go up against that. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool to watch. Uh, Mac Jones, I have him. Basically, when I rated him through the draft, I thought he was garbage. He's garbage. He's garbage, man. He's gar- I'm telling you right Typical now. Typical Alabama not- quarterback. He's not going to be good. It's because if you watch his film, he's not good. Listen, he might not even have to play if Cam Newton can play to his potential. But I've seen on the training camp videos are playing pretty good. I'm not high on Cam Newton. I was when he first went to Patriots last year, and he kind of was bad. So hopefully he can come back better. But I kind of want to see Mac Jones. I don't know. That would be a pretty good game. So What else we got? Now, now we have Eagles and Steelers. Steelers already already played. Um, I think I don't know if Hurts will get the snaps or not at this game because they got uh, Joe Flacco, and who is their other quarterbacks? They got Flacco, Joe- Nick Mullins. Yeah, so probably a Nick Mullins show tomorrow. Yeah. Or today, whatever day you're watching this. Uh, Titans, Falcons, nothing crazy. Bills, Lions, Motor City, Dan Campbell. His coaching debut starts Friday. Cowboys, Cardinals, Dolphins, and Bears. Justin Fields, maybe? Justin Fields, and then maybe some Brissett. 
Ooh, I um, forgot. Yeah. Yeah, Justin Fields, Mason Brissett. We're going to see Justin Fields out there for his first time. Um, I like it. I, I like Justin Fields. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think – I think we have just too many good quarterbacks in this draft. I think just we don't talk about Justin Fields a lot. Um, I think he's going to be a – I can see him having, like, a career of, you know, peaking in the next three, four years and then going downhill from there. I don't see him being, like, a Hall of Famer, but – Bronking, Broncos, Vikings, nothing crazy. Broncos, uh, Saints, Ravens. Hey, you got the Broncos. They got the quarterback battle out there. Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. All right. Um, uh, nothing crazy, like one. I said. <laughs> yeah. They got the Saints and Ravens. Ravens back in quarter. I can't even tell. Why can I not think of these players now? Uh, is McSorley still the Ravens? Ravens backup? quarterbacks. They got RG3, no more. Trace McSorley, yeah. The Penn so. State stud, Trace McSorley? Yeah, Trace McSorley's going to be out there balling it out. Okay. Uh, Saints are going to have uh, Ian Book, I believe. Ooh. Wait, I didn't know he went to New Orleans. I could be completely wrong and look like a dumbass in the podcast. So. Uh, yeah, you're pretty Ian- wrong. Let's look where Ian Book went. Oh, no, he's in, he's on the Saints. Never mind. They just didn't show it on this one. Yeah. I wonder how he's doing. I, thought he would- I have no idea. He's probably not even getting any reps. Nah, probably not. Um, Browns and Jags. Uh, I want to see if they, there's no chance they put Trevor Lawrence out there. The T. Lawrence show starts on Saturday. He's playing all four quarters. Nah. Think so? Nah, they probably, I mean, he'll probably play a couple series, but nothing crazy. Maybe. And they got the Browns. Who's the, oh my gosh, who's the Browns backup quarterback? Listen, don't feel Brown? bad for not knowing backups, because no one does, alright? Uh, Garrett, I don't. Case Keenum, bro. Dude, Case Ke- bro, hey, you know who the Mike Glennon plays for? Who? Uh, who was it? I was watching their clips today. He was, like, throwing balls in training camp. Wait, didn't we just uh, say Mike Glennon? No. Oh, he's on the Giants. Oh, yeah, the Giants. I was watching. Oh, no, Mike Glennon is long neck. <laughs> oh, my God. The Colts scorcher almost beat us. So after that, we got Yo, listen, to, listen. Why did Mike Glennon have us on the edge of our seats at the end of the season last year? Uh, I'm so mad. <laughs> what else we got? Bengals and Bucks. Uh, Buccaneers, backup quarterback. Uh, to, uh, what's his name? Uh, Trask. Uh, Kyle Trask? Yeah, Kyle Trask. And Bengals quarterback. Who's who's behind Burrow? I don't think Burrow's actually going to play. Burrow might play a possession or two. I saw uh, uh, Pat McAfee was talking about uh, Burrow came out and said that um, his injury, like his knee is still like, it's all mental for him. He's still like kind of nervous. He gets nervous in the pocket, which he better not get nervous because that line is not going to help him out. He's going to have a lot of pressure again. He's got to get over yeah. through that. So that should be, I don't know how it's going to turn out. Um, Nothing crazy. Yeah. Jets and Giants, it's going to be the Mike Glennon and um, – Zach Wilson, who's be- whoever's behind Zach Wilson hasn't taken snaps either. So. Dude, why is Mike Glennon my favorite player now in the league? And then we're going to have, uh, who's the Texans back? We got uh, Jordan Love versus Texans backup QB, which is going to be, is it AJ McCarron? And it is going to be, it's going to be not him, not him. He's at Texans? Yeah, I can't find. For some reason, I have a very Taylor, uh, Jeff Driscoll, Davis Mills, and we got K 
Chiefs at 49ers. I hopefully Trey Lance gets a couple snaps. Hopefully Trey Lance gets a couple series. Yeah. And then um Well he should get I mean, more than usual because he's not their they got Garoppolo. So it's gonna be Garoppolo probably like a maybe not even play, but maybe a series and then Yeah. Yeah. And then we need we got Seattle. I don't know. I can't even think of these people, bro. Like, Listen, Seahawks, Raiders, who cares? Chargers and Rams. So Rams backup quarterback. I believe it was the guy that got hurt last year in the playoffs, but I could be wrong. Uh, let's move on from that one. I don't know. The Rams, Herbert John Mike. Wolford, Bryce Perkins, and Devin Hodge. Devlin Hodges, baby. Uh, Panthers backup quarterback. It is. It's going to go. I want to see Darnold get a couple of possessions. And then the Colts. Um, obviously, uh, it's going to be Eason and Ellinger. It's going to be fun to watch with Ellinger and That's one. It's the only game on Sunday, which I think is crazy. So a lot of eyes for a little preseason game. And Frank Reich said uh, Eason might play a whole half, which I love because he has never he's, he hasn't put on a Colts jersey yet. When he puts yeah, on that Colts jersey on Sunday afternoon, it's going to be the first time putting on in his life. I read actually that he was playing first quarter and then Ellinger is supposed to come in sometime in the second quarter. Okay, never mind. Everyone never listen to what I say on this podcast. Uh, I did see that, but today I also saw like yeah on one of the pages that it was Frank. I don't know if it's Frank Wright, but someone said that it was going to be first quarter is all going to be Eason, and then sometime in the second quarter Ellinger is going to come in. But who knows? Maybe it just depends on how he's playing or what they want to see. I'm excited. What's your prediction for uh, how they do Eason and Ellinger? Uh, I think Easton's going to come out there, and I have a feeling they're going to try to run the ball a lot because they got a lot of depth in the running game. Yeah. At, I think right off the bat, they're going to run it a little bit, and then after that, I think they're going to be throwing deep balls to Strachan, Pat, oh like what God. I saw. No, it's, it's going to be what I saw in a training camp. It's going to be going to uh, Strachan, uh, watch Patman deep because they threw a lot of deep balls to Patman. Okay. Uh, Patman's the one that catch. Who throws an interception first, Eason or uh, Ellinger? Ellinger. Uh, I think Eason's going to be more, I guess you'd say comfortable. I think Ellinger's got more, I think Ellinger's got more of the chip on his shoulder. Because it's like, which you could say it either way, because Eason, it's like his second year, and he, if a rookie starts over him, that's kind of sad, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, that's kind of depressing. But like, I feel like Ellinger's coming in, and it's like, you're basically a third stringer, but this is like, so Eason's chance, in his, like basically if you look at it on the sheet, this is his second, or he's a second stringer. So really, if Wentz gets hurt again, Eason's going to come out. But really, this is the time that Ellinger needs to prove that he could be the second stringer. Like, Yeah, I like what you said about the, the chip on his shoulder. He's coming in. No one really expected him to do anything this year with the Colts because no one expected Carson Wentz to get injured. It was him and Eason. And then now Ellinger has a chance, and he's been blowing a lot of people away in training camp. So I like that little chip on your shoulder. Yeah, for and you could, you could argue you could argue that it's gonna be like more stressful for like Eason because he wants to get that second spot. Yeah, Ellinger is like he hasn't he really he has nothing hasn't to lose. Had, yeah, he hasn't had a basically. You're saying you have a, nothing to lose, so you have the chip. So it's like it, it completely defeats the purpose of having a chip on your shoulder. But this is your only chance, really. Not your only chance, but this is probably one of your best chances in the next couple of years. It's a very to... unique thing that he got, uh, Wentz got injured, and Eason was unproven as well, coming off a of COVID year as a rookie, which gave I think Ellinger a lot more 
eyes and stuff at training camp and a lot more opportunities. Yeah. I mean, before week one even started or of the preseason, Ellinger is getting first team reps, and no one ever expected that. So that's cool. And what you gotta think about too is that Ellinger needs to go out there not only to prove that he can start over Easton, he needs to go out there and also show other scouts that if they want to invest in him next year, or the year after, or whatever, that he's the man. Yeah. So Ellinger, I watched him roll out. Obviously, we have the clips. I don't know if you saw it, but he made a nice throw rolling out, um, which, I mean, that doesn't prove anything from just one throw, but he was getting chased down by a lineman, so, I mean. Yeah. He can move. I think it's going to depend. I feel like if the line works out good, then Eason is going to be good. But if he gets pressure on Easton, I think it's going to be harder on Easton because he's not – I'm not going to say he's bad at rolling out and stuff like that, but Ellinger is going to be more the playmaker getting out of the pocket. Yeah. I you can just look at that through their college games. Yeah, I did watch a game – or I did watch a clip today where uh, Easton – I took a video of it yesterday. He like kind of like stepped up in the pocket to the right and kind of like sidearmed it like 20 yards or 15 yards. It was really nice. Like, it looked kind of sexy, not going to lie. A little Mahomes action. He like he like he like stepped in the throw and threw his side arm. It's kind of he like jumped when he threw it actually. But yeah, All right. So a lot, lot, just a lot of things to expect from the Colts. Uh, expect I, I'm telling you. To, okay, let's say this right now. If you're watching this before the Sunday night game or the Sunday at one o'clock game, watch this guy Deion Sanders if he comes out. Like I don't know because I only saw a couple plays listen, by him. Listen, listen, Deion Sanders is not in the NFL anymore. Deion Jackson. Yeah. Deion, why am I saying Deion Sanders? <laughs> Deion Jackson, okay, my bad. Okay, let's restart this so that you guys don't just make fun of me. So, Deion Jackson, that's so hard to remember because, like, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, like, what the? Anyways, <laughs> Deion Jackson, he's got the names of all the Hall of Famers, for one thing. He was, like, just the way you saw him run, like, he just looked like he was doing something. Uh, watching Wilkins is good, like, he can run the ball, but, like, when you saw Deion Sanders get the ball, he just moved. Yeah. So, Champ, you on the lookout for him and Straken? Yes. I, I think Straken is a guaranteed touchdown on Sunday. Uh, just because I, th- I think they're going to be excited to use him just to see what he can do. Yeah. They're be like, all right, goal line, instant bay to Straken. What a steal in the draft. How did he fall that low, you think? Because he went to Charleston. Yeah. No one knew about him. Yeah. His stats also weren't, like, insane. He just – the only insane stat that he – like, he had 1,000-yard, like, seasons. But he uh, the only stat that, like, stood out was – his 70, like, nine, I think it was like 78 catches or something like that. And uh, 19 of them were touchdowns or 29. Jesus. Red zone threat. So basically, like, a fifth of his catches were touchdowns. So we'll be but, back at you with another episode next week, uh, kind of recapping the Colts preseason opener. Also, I think we should, recap. I think with the season starting, I think we should really do a lot of Colts stuff. I mean, obviously, we can go around the league, but like we were talking about earlier, I think this might be a Colts centric. Colts dominant podcast this season. I don't know how you feel about that, but 